Hello and welcome to the 215 Workman's Podcast. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB Wright Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. This is the podcast of myself and Brother Landon Dunn, and we appreciate you all being with us today to uh, hear this message that uh, we have for you. And we pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you. Pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Okay, so uh, what I am going to do today is I'm going to um, preach and teach a little bit on the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ. You know, and um, it is the, the responsibility you know, of, uh, of pastors and, and, uh, and preachers to uh, prepare you know, their congregation for the judgment seat of Christ, all right? Prepare them to face this judgment, all right? So this is the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, please go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and uh, we'll read verses 8 to 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 8 to 17. Starting in verse 8, the King James Bible says this, Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, can you imagine that? God using us, you know, sinful man, to be co-laborers with him? For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Verse 10, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If a man's work abide, he, uh, if any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Verse 15, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And then verse 17, If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy. Which temple ye are? Notice that's not a question there. Which temple ye are? There, there's a, a period. Alright, so he's not asking which temple you are. That's a statement. Okay, so 
no matter who we are, no matter who we think we are, no matter our social status, one day all of us will face judgment someday. So I will ask you, which one, which judgment will you face? Will it be the judgment seat of Christ or the great white throne judgment? Hebrews 9.27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. But, remember that, you know, that verse says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but there is, an exception not all will die if you are alive and remain when Christ comes into those clouds and calls his church home you're saved by believing on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you will not taste death. You will be raptured up, caught up. You live forever. Alright? So, look at Romans 14, verses 10 to 12. Alright, so Romans 14, verses 10 to 12. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ is for saved people, those that have put their faith and trust in Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. Alright, verse uh, 11, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And let's read verse 13. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. So let's not be stumbling blocks to the brethren to make them fall. You know, we all got to face this judgment seat of Christ and give an account. Amen? So, A person who keeps the judgment seat of Christ in mind all during his Christian life will do more for the Lord than a Christian that does not. If we think to ourselves, 
that I'm going to be judged, I'm going to be judged, I'm going to be judged. You'll do more for Christ. And you'll stay out of trouble. Look at 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And let's read verses 9 to 11. Actually, let's, uh, let's start in verse 8. And we'll go to 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 8 to 11. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to uh, that he had done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Notice that. The, the context is the judgment seat of Christ. And then verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. You see that there? The judgment seat of Christ, you know, it's for rewards, but it's a terror. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. Now, what is terror? Terror is extreme fear. You know, God is holy. He's just. And we're going to stand before him. We're going to give an account. All right, so, so now... Let's go ahead and uh, let's look at the foundation. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 in our text verses. Verses 10 and 11. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, to the Apostle Paul, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth there, thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation is the basis or groundwork or anything that on which anything stands and by which it is supported. The foundation should be Christ. You know, and in uh, chapter 3, verse 10, the Apostle Paul says that by the grace of God that was given to him, he laid the foundation. Now, the Apostle Paul 
on the road to Damascus was uh, saved and Christ gave him revelations that nobody had ever received before to make known the mystery of the body of Christ, the church. The church did not start with the Apostle Paul. He revealed the mystery. Amen? Look at Ephesians 3, verse 2. Ephesians 3, verse 2. If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you word. And let, let's keep going. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words. You see, Christ dispensed that mystery to the Apostle Paul through those special revelations. Verse 4, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. The church had already started, but it was a mystery. Verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs uh, the same and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see was the fellowship of the mystery uh, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. So he revealed the mystery. All right. Now, in, uh, in Romans... 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, Paul was preaching to the Jew first. In Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Paul was preaching to all. He laid the foundation which is Christ Jesus. In this dispensation, there is no going to the Jew first. You go wherever God sends you. All right? So now, with that foundation, 
make sure that the foundation that you have is Jesus Christ and not something else. If Christ is not the foundation of, of the home, uh, country, whatever, that home, that country will not stand. If you're trusting in sacraments, church traditions, good works, golden rule, Ten Commandments, Popes, Priests, etc. Your foundation is not Christ. And therefore, you cannot build on it. God determined that uh, Christ would be the foundation for anyone's ministry. You must lay the foundation that God determined and laid, which is Christ. Alright, now let's talk about building on your foundation. 1 Corinthians 3 in our text verses. Verses 11 and 12. Brother, foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Okay, so there are six different building materials you can build onto your foundation with. Three are good, three are bad. And there is follows. The good is the gold, silver, and precious stones. The bad is the wood, hay, and stubble. Gold symbolizes deity. It is a reward for worshiping Christ as God. Look at 2 John. 2 John. And uh, let's read verse 7. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Now go to 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this, uh, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is, is it in the world. So gold symbolizes deity. It's a reward for worshiping Christ as God. When you honor God and give Him first place in your life over your family, your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, etc., you lay up gold. Okay, look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. 
Matthew chapter 6. And let's read verses 19 to 21. This is Christ speaking here, and he says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and, and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through, uh, where thieves do not break through, uh, not steal. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Hmm. Hold on just a second. Nor steal. I couldn't, I couldn't see that R there in nor. Sorry about that. Um, but silver. Silver is the price of redemption. Look at Numbers 3. Numbers 3. Hold on just a second. Let me get there. Numbers 3, verses 47 to 49. Thou shalt even take five shekels apiece by the by the pole. After the shekel of the sanctuary shalt thou take them. The shekel is twenty gerars. And thou shalt give the money wherewith the odd number of them is to be redeemed unto Aaron and to his sons. And Moses took the redemption money of them that were over and above them that were in uh, that were redeemed by the Levites. Okay, now go to Exodus. Exodus chapter 30. Exodus chapter 30, verses 13 to 15. All right. This they shall give uh, everyone that passes among them that are numbered half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is 20 gerars, and half shekel shall be the offering of the Lord. Everyone that passes among them that are numbered from 20 years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. When they give an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement, for your souls. So the Jews had to give a shekel of silver to redeem their souls when they went to battle. And remember that, that Judas betrayed Christ for 30 pieces of silver. Telling folks how to be saved lays up silver for you and then the precious stones precious stones are people every person wants to Christ look at 
at Malachi. Malachi 3.17. Malachi 3.17. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Alright. Now go to Zechariah 9.16. Zechariah 9.16 And the Lord their God shall save them in that day as the flock of his people, for they shall be as the stones of a crown, lifted up as an ensign upon his land. Amen. Proverbs 31.10 Proverbs 31.10 Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Now, those three are good. Now, the wood, hay, the stubble. Those are the three bad. That is service to the flesh. All right. So, you know, what is your motive for doing the things that you do? Is it for yourself? Is it for Christ? The wood, like a dead tree. The hay, dead grass. The stubble, dead wheat. It's dead works. Look at Hebrews 9.14. Hebrews 9.14. Hebrews 9.14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. See that? Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Now, what are we judged by at the judgment seat of Christ? 1 Corinthians chapter 3 again and verse 13 Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is So every man's work will be made manifest that means that it will be made known. This will happen at the judgment seat of Christ. And how will it be revealed? It will be revealed by fire. So, our works will be judged. 
but also our motive as I've mentioned what's your motive behind what you're doing okay the only works that will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ are the works that you and I do after our salvation from the day you got saved from the moment of your salvation up to then now I want to I want to show you something this is a question that that Christ uh, asked his disciples uh, that may be asked it may be asked at the judgment seat of Christ okay look at John 21 John 21 I'm not saying that this is for sure gonna be asked but it might be and, uh, and uh, I just want you all to be uh, prepared for it including myself John 21 verses 3 to 5 Simon Peter said unto them I go fishing go a fishing they say unto him we also go with thee they went forth and entered into a ship uh, immediately and that night they caught nothing but when the morning was now come Jesus stood on the shore but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus then Jesus said unto them children have ye any meat they answered him no think of think of uh, soul winning as fishing have ye any meat so think about that you know, uh, we need to be uh, out there witnessing to folks and and winning souls to Christ. You know, and you know, not not just winning the lost, but winning those that that have uh, stopped serving the Lord and and got gotten away from the Lord. You know, get them back to serving the Lord again. All right, uh, but uh, but also too, uh, I will say with the soul winning and and all of that, that I hear a lot and see a lot, like you know, on posts on Facebook, uh, somebody will be uh, teaching on on a doctrine, say, um, um, let's see, let me think of a of a doctrine. Um, the Genesis gap. Let's use the Genesis gap. So somebody be teaching on the Genesis gap, you know, and uh, that's not a very popular doctrine. A lot of people say that it's heresy and things like that, and you know, and and so um, they will they will respond. They'll comment on that post, that teaching post, you know, on the gap, and they say, "Well, why does this even matter?" Just go out and win a soul. It's important to go soul winning. Well, yes, it is important to go soul winning. But 
if you're in a local church that all they stress is soul winning, soul winning, soul winning, soul winning, soul winning, soul winning. They shove soul winning down your throat, but don't teach any doctrine. That local church there is going to be a very weak church because all they will know is soul winning. They won't know doctrine. Yes, soul winning is important, but there has to be a balance between soul winning and doctrine. All right. Now, so our works will be judged. Our salvation will not be judged. All right. But just our works for rewards. We can lose rewards at this judgment. There there will be saved folks that, you know, they will stand before the Lord at this judgment. And they won't receive any rewards, but yet they will be saved. And I'll show you that in a minute here. Okay, so what will happen to our works? 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verses 14 and 15. If any man's work abide which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So there are two things. One of two things that could happen to our works. They could abide in the fire, or they could burn. If your works abide, there are five crowns, that we could win. But before I get into what those crowns are really quickly, um, I want to remind you that those crowns that we win, if we win any at all, they are not ours. Those crowns do not belong to us. They belong to Christ and we will place them at his feet in worship of him okay so here are the five crowns first of all you have the crown of life found in James chapter 1 verse 12 and it's given to those who endure trials and tribulations so no matter how hard the trial is Do not quit. Do not give up. Keep trusting the Lord and allow the Lord to see you through that trial from start to finish. You know, these trials and tribulations that we go through, even though they may be hard, they may be rough and tough to go through, but you know what? It will show to us the goodness of the Lord. You, when you see how Christ brings you through that trial from start to finish. 
Those trials and tribulations are not designed to hurt us, to harm us, anything. They're there to help us. Help us to grow. Help us to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. Help us to trust Him more. Amen. And then the crown of righteousness. Found in 2 Timothy 4 verse 8. Given for those who love the Lord's appearing. Or given to those I should say. Do you love the Lord's appearing? Looking for that blessed hope. Amen. Praise God that one day Jesus Christ is going to come into those clouds. And he's going to call his church. The body of Christ. Home. To be with him. Forever and ever and ever. So don't give up. And then the third crown is the crown of glory. Given to faithful pastors, preachers. Found in 1 Peter 5 verse 4. Amen. And then. Number 4. The crown of rejoicing. Found in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 19. Given to soul winners. Then number five. The incorruptible crown. Found in 1 Corinthians 9.25. Given for running your race. Alright, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verses 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Keep running your race. Run your race with patience. Amen. And that's, a, that's another thing that those trials and tribulations are designed to do is build up our patience. Our strength. Alright. So run your race with patience. Looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. So you ask. How can life be. Like a race. Well I'm glad you asked. Because number one. Life has challenging courses. A race has challenging courses. Yeah, it's not a race that I do, you know, when I go out uh, running. But, but the route that I run, there are, let's see, maybe five, five hills that I have to 
run up and down. They're they're not they're not big hills. They're not real steep hills, but they're hills. You know, and uh, and sometimes it's it's um, it's a little challenging, especially if I run a long route. You know, it can be a little bit challenging. You know, and um, I just keep going. All right, and so number two, races have judges. Jesus Christ is our judge. Number three, physical life has a finish line. Races have finish lines. So keep on going for the Lord. Don't quit. We're almost at the finish line. Amen. So how do you win your race? The world's perspective on being a, a winner is the smarter you are, the more respect you will have. The more money you have, the happier you are. The world labels people as successful if they are the best or at the head of the class. But let me tell you that God is more concerned about us doing our best to bring glory and honor to Him. The Christian life is not about me, 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 I, I, I. What can I get out of it? You know, ministry. Ministry is not about success. God did not call us to success. He called us to faithfulness. So if we want to win our race, we need to do what we can for the Lord. To please Him, not man. So when your work is burned up, you will not receive a reward. But yet, you will be Excuse me, you will be saved. Salvation is a free gift from God and it will not be taken away. No matter what we do. But that does not give us a right or a free ticket to live our lives the way that we want to. We still should bring glory and honor to the Lord in what we do. But we are sealed into the day of redemption. Alright, look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Verses 12 and 13. That we should be to the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ, 
in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. You see that? So this is the transaction for salvation. Right? You hear the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you believe it, you trust it, and you're sealed. Salvation is a free gift. And God is not an Indian giver. Remember in, I believe it's Romans eleven twenty nine, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Repentance is a change of mind. So God's not going to change his mind about it. All right. We are safe and secure in the palms of God's hands and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now. Remember this. That your body is the temple of God. Look at 1 Corinthians 3 and our text verses. Verses 16 and 17. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Not in a church building. God don't live in a church building. So a church building is not the house of God. The house of God is the Jewish temple. Where God dwelt. But now, in a church building, He does not dwell there. He does not live there. He lives in you if you are saved. He lives in every saved person. Amen? Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Ye are the temple of God. If you're saved, amen? So the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit lives inside each and every believer. So respect your bodies. Keep yourself pure. And I'm preaching to myself also. Your body is not your own. For you're bought with a price. You know, they say, uh, you know, the, the Bible says, actually, you know, that bodily exercise profiteth little. But, you know, we are to take care of our temples. All right, so, you know, exercise. Take care of that temple. But spiritual exercise, exercising your faith, now, faith is like a muscle, 
if you don't exercise it, it will not grow. That has to be done. All right, there has to be a balance. Amen. Don't cause your brethren to stumble. Don't don't give them a stumbling block. You know, we have liberty in Christ, but that liberty does not give us a right to live our lives the way that we want to. Amen. All right, so that is that is the uh, judgment seat of Christ. I pray that uh, this message uh, was a help to you and, and a blessing to you. Um, and we ask that uh, you continue to pray for us, our ministries, our families. Uh, please continue to pray for this podcast that the Lord will uh, continue to use it mightily for His glory. Amen. Oh, and by the way, I, I forgot to mention that uh, this uh, this judgment seat of Christ it it will happen uh, after the rapture. Okay, so uh, thank you so very much for being with us today. Until next time, God bless you.